Hola, bonjour, hello. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible to have a word language class where instead of teaching the language, the rules, and the vocab, you and your students use the language to enjoy learning about each other and the world? I hope your answer is a big yes, because that's exactly what you will discover inside Growing with Proficiency, the podcast. My name is Claudia Elliott, a Spanish teacher born and raised in Colombia, who is as passionate as you are to support our learners to grow in their proficiency and cultural competence. My goal is that in this podcast you find clarity, strategies, ideas, and inspiration that you can bring into your classroom the next day. Are you ready? Get comfortable while I grab my cafecito colombiano and let's start this conversation now. Hola, bonjour, hello. Welcome to episode eight of Growing with Proficiency, the podcast. I am in celebration mode here today because not only this podcast has more than 2,300 downloads, but also because if you're listening to this podcast uh, in, this, in the week that is being released, which is the November 17th, I am at ACFAL and I'm one of the finalists for TOY, a teacher of the year 23 for ACFAL. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I, will ha- I would have never imagined that I will be here today. And that's exactly what I'm going to be sharing with you today. In episode eight, I'm sharing with you the three things that I had to unlearn to be ready to learn as a language educator. And also four things that I have to do on a regular basis to be able to stay curious and growing as a language teacher, even though I face so many challenges as you do every day in class. So you get ready, get your cafecito and have my cafecito with me. You get your favorite drink and we start today. But before we start the show, I wanted to also, I want you to be part of this celebration with me. So I'm giving away five $10 gift card for Teachers Pay Teachers uh, to my listeners. And the only thing that I want you to do in order to enter to this is tag me, share about your favorite episode so far in the podcast and tag me and tag somebody else. And when you tag me, I'm going to enter your name and on next episode, I will be announcing the winners. Also for Thanksgiving week, which is going to be the week of November the 21st, I think, I will have some of the uh, offers that I have, some of the opportunities to learn with me available for you with a special discount. And if you want to check them out, go to growingwithproficiency.com forward slash thanks 22. Um, for those of you who are interested in the Spanish Teacher Academy, uh, if you choose the yearly subscription, I have an extra discount with using the code gracias22, gracias22. Okay, so that is it. And now let's start. When I started teaching, it was in 2004. I never went to school to be a teacher. I went to school to be a lawyer. I wanted to follow my daddy's uh, steps. But then I realized that teaching was my thing and my mom is a teacher. So when I started teaching, I knew that I had some learning to do. 
I knew because I saw my mom always studying, always reading a book, always going to conferences to learn more, to change, to know what the research is saying. She was always growing and learning. So I knew when I started in the Spanish class that I needed to do some learning to become the educator that I wanted to be. But before I start adding more things to my learning, I had to unlearn a couple of things. And those are the ones that I want to share with you because by me unlearning that allowed me to really make transformation in my class. Otherwise, what I tend to do uh, at the beginning was to add one more activity, add a game, add something. But at the end, I was doing the same things because my beliefs were the same. So I had to unlearn those beliefs in order for me to really become a different teacher. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean that all my experiences were gone and wasted because absolutely everything that happened to me the first day as a Spanish teacher, I have incredible learnings for me and lessons learned for me. So I'm not saying I deleted everything. I just had to unlearn some deep beliefs that I have uh, as a language educator. So let's start. The first one is a big one. And it was the way that I was taught English as a second language is not the way that I need to be teaching Spanish as a second language. The way that I was taught, I went to high school in Colombia and from sixth grade to um, 11th grade, I was in an English class. And the way that I was taught, it was following the model presentation practice production, the PPP model. And I remember how my teacher came, explained something, gave us a vocabulary. We have to do a lot of uh, activities in our workbook. And then after, you know, several days of going over the same concept and practicing, doing some uh, skits, we were ready to be assessed. And that was the expectation. When I came to be a teacher, I look at my book and it followed kind of the same model. So I was like, this is it. And I started doing the same thing. But I had at some point when I just saw that that wasn't working in my class, I had to be open-minded. I had to say, this may not be working. And I had to be okay with that because if I wasn't, anything that I learned, it was going to be trying to modify that same approach. And what I had to do was to really remove that approach and embrace a different one that it was more aligned with the principles of second language acquisition. Now, it takes time. And I'm telling you, it's been 18 years. And sometimes I find myself going back to the PP model. So I have to be super alert about that. Okay, the second one is my learners need more than I am your teacher to be able to trust me. Again, those are beliefs that I developed as a student, right? Like that's that was me as a student. I went to class and I trust all my teachers because they were my teachers. That's it. So when I come here to the United States to start teaching, I assumed that that was the same thing. And I was I was kind of like the, the teacher that said, why should we do that? Because I'm your teacher, because I say so, because I'm the teacher here. And little I knew that that wasn't enough, especially for my students that didn't have good relationship with school, that didn't have that trust with adults. So 
I had to remove that and I said, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I have to do more for my students to trust me. I have to incorporate different activities and have a different approach with my students for them to trust me, for us to build a relationship. It was, it's not going to be the same way that it was when I was a student. And that's okay. So that was another unlearned belief that I have to do for me to move forward. Now, the third one is my students will develop at a different pace. That was a big one. Because when I was following my textbook, I spent, um, one of the things that I remember the most is the verb to like, which in Spanish is a little bit different than the verb to like in English. And I think that's why we spend so many days and so much time really believing that if I teach them well, they will learn and they will master the verb to like. I don't know how many weeks I spent in that verb, but it was so frustrating because at the end, in the assessment, my students were still messing it up. And uh, some of them would get it, right? Some of them would produce it correctly and some of them weren't. So my thinking was like, oh, because you didn't do that, because you didn't master the verb to like, maybe you need to study more. You need more. You need to study more. You haven't studied enough. You don't take this class seriously. So you are doing something wrong because look at uh, Mariana and uh, Michael, they both got it. And because they got it, the rest should get it. And uh, that wasn't right. <laughs> so I have to be able to understand that language is developmental, that each one of my learners will develop at a different pace, that they will acquire the verb to like when they're ready to acquire the verb to like. And that gave me the space to be curious about, so what should I do now? How should I care now? What type of activities? How can I incorporate my content in my class? But I had to first be okay and just remove the belief that all my students are going to learn at the same moment and they're going to really learn at the moment that I'm teaching them. Okay, now let's go with my fourth one, which I think that fourth one is the one that has helped me be so brave, I would say, in my class and try so many different things. And my fourth one is my value as a teacher cannot be measured with specific results. And that has been hard for me because the way that I'm uh, evaluated in my school is with an instrument. And that instrument has numbers and 50% of my evaluation is connected with the assessment that my students take at the end of the school year. So if they don't uh, score right or if they don't have good results, then my evaluation as a teacher is going to be affected, is going to be impacted. That is, so the sign, the belief that I get from that is, okay, I'm a good teacher if my students have good results. I'm a bad teacher if my students have bad results. But there's so much more involved. Uh, And this is something that I try to um, have this analogy. I'm a mom. I have two boys and I do my very best. I love them so much. I have grown as a mom also too in these 16 years. Uh, but my value or my value as a mom cannot be attached to my, my kids' grades. <laughs> if you're a straight, if you're a straight A student, 
then I'm a straight A mom. <laughs> it cannot work like that. It cannot be attached to the money that they make make in the future to the success. And I'm doing question mark if you would see me here is the success that they have. Because I believe that I've been a great mom since day one, even when I didn't know anything about being a mom. I was a great mom because I was loving my boys so deeply and always wanted to be the best man I could by learning, by changing, by listening to them, by talking to them. And I think that applies to teaching. I believe that even though I had my beliefs that I had the first day that I was teaching, the first year, the second year, I was still a great teacher back then because since day one, I remember me caring so much and so deeply about my students and always wanted to learn something to be better the next day. So that makes me a great teacher, don't you think? So if you are in the same uh, journey as I am, you are a great teacher. You care deeply of your students. You are listening to this podcast uh, maybe when you're running, maybe when you're driving to the school, but you, you're spending time learning and being curious about how can you be a better teacher for your kids. So you're a great teacher. And I think when we deattach our value to specific results, to specific behaviors in the class, it's liberating. Because at that point, like Brené Brown would say, we can take our armor down, stop be defensive, and be curious. Be vulnerable and be curious. And that curiosity is what is going to allow us to grow. So those are the four things that really have helped me to have this, I don't know, just I'm so curious. I'm always thinking that can be a better way that let me find out. And that is a great and exciting journey. Uh, so those are the four things. But it's hard to say like that, right? <laughs> because we have a lot of challenges in the class and we are being asked to do so much already in the class. So you may be thinking, yeah, Claudia, that sounds great, but I just don't have any space. And I get you. I, I, I understand 100%. So there are a couple of things that I try to do on a regular basis to stay curious and to keep growing despite the challenges and the many failures that I have inside the class. You know, those moments in class, they say, oh my gosh, what happened here? So the first one is I try to always think about my success. I try to see about my gains and my growth and I measure my success backwards. So instead of saying, oh my gosh, I want to be 90% in the target language in class and I haven't met that percentage, I'm not, you know, I'm not being, this. that's not a win for me. I try to look backwards and I say, huh, let me think what happened five years ago. Five years ago or 10 years ago, I was using 10% of the target language. And not only I was using 10% of the target language, I thought, that that was it, that that was great, that using 10% of the target language in my Spanish one class was amazing. I didn't even have the notion that I could use more because I didn't have the tools. I didn't have any idea how in the world I was able to be more than 10%. And look at me now. 
I sometimes I'm 90%, sometimes I'm 95, sometimes I'm 80%, but every day I know that I can get to 90%. So that's a win. That's a huge win. So when my invitation is for you to look backwards and measure your success backwards, imagine how much you have learned only in COVID, being COVID the most difficult and challenging years for us as language educators. Think about the new skills that you have learned, the new uh, abilities that you develop in these two years. That's a great win for you, despite of the result, right? Despite of how challenging has been or the things that we haven't accomplished yet. Uh, so looking backwards and measuring my success backward has helped me a ton. The second thing is reflecting. Now, I want you to grab this free resource and it is on my same uh, page, growingwithproficiency.com forward slash thanks 22. And at the end, you're going to see some resources that are free. You can just download them. And one of those is a self-reflection tool. Now, why why try to do that at least once per quarter? Because first, I want to focus on the wins. I, I want to focus on what has worked in my class. Something has worked. Something positive has happened in my class. And if I don't focus on that, I will get discouraged. Uh, because there are a lot of challenges, right? Like you have had, especially this year. I thought last year was hard. Oh my gosh, this year is extremely challenging for me. So what I want to do is focus on my wins. And then I want to say, okay, what has worked in my class? What hasn't worked? What can I focus? And that keeps me motivated and keeps me more real because sometimes we just tend to be all negative. So I need to take the time to look at the positive too. And that reflection tool has helped me a ton. Now, the third thing, and probably the most important one, is surround myself by positive people. Now, I think in our communities and in our profession, the negativity is heavy because we have gone through a lot because there are so many valid reasons to be hopeless, but I need to choose to be hopeful. And if I want to do that, I need to choose to surround my pe- myself with people that have the same approach to our profession, because those are the moments where I not only feel validated in my growth journey as a language teacher, but I also feel inspired. So I have the decision, I've made the decision that I'm going to just stay away from negative environments where everything is just so negative that drains my energy. And I'm choosing to be surrounded by great communities. And I have an incredible community in Growing with CI with my Facebook. And I have incredible community in the Spanish Teacher Academy. And every time that I go, I mean, I'm just like so thankful because every time that I'm in a new training, I have these amazing teachers that are so excited and it's hard because we have had to face so many challenges. So the last one, which is also very important. So the first one is measure myself backwards. The second one is to stay reflecting, you know, self-reflect on my practice, surround myself with uh, positive educators. And the third one is don't try to do it all. 
And that's a hard one for me. And because they're great ideas, they're great, amazing ideas and they're new findings, right? Like every time that they say, oh, research is showing, I'm like, my eyes open up and I want to hear more and I want to make changes right away and I want to add more to my class. But if I don't, if I'm not careful, I burn out and I don't want you to do the same. So there was a season in my life, especially when I started this journey that I couldn't stay until 2 a.m., learning, listening, reading. My husband was like, we need to stop buying books because I was obsessed. I was like, oh my gosh, look what I haven't, didn't know. And now I know. So I now, I now want to implement it. But it was kind of like burning out myself. And I have that tendency. So that's why I have to be very cautious. And I want you to be very cautious. Uh, we all are here for the long game, right? Like we all want to have all these years in the language class. And if we want to stay here for the long game, we also have to pace ourselves. And even though we would like to add 25 more activities, um, that is not going to be sustainable for you. And it's not going to be sustainable for your students for the most part. Maybe you are a superstar. Sure you are. But th- at least that has been my experience. Now that I'm in Actful, I am so excited. I'm not going to be presenting, but I'm going to be learning. And I have my note, my new notebook that I just bought for, for Actful with my pretty pen. And I'm just going through the sessions trying to choose which ones to go. But I have to remind myself, hey, Claudia, that doesn't mean that you're going to spend your Thanksgiving break trying to make changes to your class. Just choose one thing that you want to try, that you want, that you really, really want to try, and then go with that. So those are the four things that have helped me sustain this change. I hope this episode has inspired you. I really believe that we all are somehow, somewhere teachers of the year. I think that the work that we do in our classes is incredibly difficult, but yet is so important. And stay curious and keep growing is something that is not only beneficial for our students, but for us. So that was it for today. I want you to stay curious. I want you to keep growing. And before I go, I want to remind you that if you want to participate in the five uh, $10 TPT cards, just in Instagram or Facebook, share about what has been your favorite podcast, tag me and tag a friend. And then if you're interested in checking out some of the opportunities for you to learn with me or some of the free resources that I have for you, go to go to growingwithproficiency.com forward slash thanks 22. That's it for, for today, my friend. I hope that you have a great week. Nos vemos. Chao, chao.